Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, snow day, a messy morning from Tennessee to New England. We're tracking this winter storm and showing you how to stay safe if you got to head out on the roads. Then later, he's back to work. Mike Rowe live talking about why he's taking on some new dirty jobs. And from puffer coats to pearls, we're going to show you the hottest trends for the new year in our style file. Today, Friday, January 7th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And good morning. Welcome to the third hour of today. It is Friday. We have made it to the end of the first week of the new year. And as Ms. Roker just mentioned, it's a snow day, Friday, uh, <laughs> which is the reason I'm, I'm working from home this morning. I tried to get in but could not. That's so did right. you actually hit the road and, like, head out? Oh, for yeah. And then how far did you get? Oh, yeah. uh, about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, wow. And then you said, you know what, i got to turn around. And, well, I, it became glaringly obvious I would not have gotten uh, Very to, far. to 30 Rock in time for the fourth hour of today. Well, there, you <laughs> there you go. Well, we're well, glad, we're you're, glad safe. you're safe. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, on that note, several states, we're not alone, are blanketed by a winter storm that arrived overnight. We're talking about nearly 50 million people who are breaking out the shovels. Many... For the first time this season, in fact, some areas are under a state of emergency today and people are being told to stay off the roads and just to stay at home. That's right. And this morning, we've got you covered with the snow and the sun. You can check out Kerry Sanders. Uh, he's not braving the weather. He's standing by to bring us a little sun in just a moment. But we're going to bring begin first with NBC News investigative and consumer correspondent Vicki Wynn helping us stay safe on the roads if you have to be out there. So, Vic, you've been out on the roads all morning. How, how are they doing this morning? Hey, Al, I lost that coin flip with Kerry. He's got the sun, I've got the snow. We've been out on the road since about 6 a.m., and I have to say it's so much better now. Let me give you a look at what it's like here in Westchester County. The, it's much more uh, watery, and the snowfall has lightened up significantly, but you see, obviously, there was quite an accumulation here. What a difference a couple of hours makes, Al. People have been going slow and steady here. Uh, we haven't seen any accidents or spinouts, and I gotta say, major shout out to Bob, who's behind the wheel, and Vic, our engineer, who's been doing a great job just making sure we're safe here on the roads. You know, we tell people to stay at home, but there are some people who have to get to work. They have to, you know, seek childcare, whatever it is. So if you have to hit the road, are there things that we should consider in bad weather? Yeah. Absolutely. This is the time of year throughout the whole winter. I want you to really try to keep your gas tank at least half full. That was a nightmare situation earlier this week. The folks who were stranded on 95 in Virginia, right? It's in some cases for longer than 24 hours. So if you have gas, it means you have the ability to heat your car and stay warm if you are stranded. The other thing people got to think about is uh, checking their tire tread and the air pressure in their tires. Just make sure that it's all optimal because that gives you the best traction and grip when you're out on snow and ice, Chanel. And also pay attention to Al and your local forecasters. You want to avoid the snowiest periods 
kids that are out there on the roads. You know, if you can uh, stagger your commute and leave maybe an hour after the major snowfall has happened, it makes a huge difference in the safety of you getting to your destination. So, Vic, you have to get out on the road. What are some of the safety tips you've got for us? All right, well, I want people to remember that speed limit sign is for optimal driving conditions, right? So forget about the speed limit. This is about going very slow, very steady. Driving in snow and ice requires complete concentration, so you don't want to be in a rush. No sudden stops or starts because that's typically when you lose control of your car, when you've started and accelerated too quickly or you've slammed on your brakes because you didn't leave enough stopping distance between you and the car ahead of you. As you can see, Bob is very far, many car lengths behind the, the cars in front of us. Those are the kinds of things that allow you to react if you hit a patch of, dry, of black ice or if someone cuts you off you have a better chance of avoiding an accident. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are certain things that you should always keep in mind. You've talked about this, that you should have in your car in case you get stranded. Let's quickly review those. Absolutely. In addition to your cell phone and your cell phone charger and hopefully an extra battery that you keep fully charged, you want to have a blanket in your car at all times. Um, a flashlight is really helpful in case you end up stranded for a long time at night. And you know what? AAA recommends having a first aid kit. Of course, water is very, very important. And you want to get actually some of the bigger bottles if you can. Maybe keep a gallon so it's not in danger of freezing. We definitely subsisted on some of these uh, non-perishable energy bars this morning, kept us going. And if you can, get a pack of hand warmers to keep you comfortable. Uh, and if you travel with your pets, your animals, make sure they've got blankets, uh, sweaters, and extra food and water for them as well. You know, it's so interesting, Vicki. I can see some people were probably saying, well, of course, these are no-brainer things. But what's happening, and we saw it right here in the Northeast, it's when you don't expect exactly. it. It's not for a long road trip. Yep. It's, you know, driving 30 minutes up the road, and then you're stuck on the highway. So it's one of those things where we put those things in the exactly. car, and we need to just have them. Just leave them there. Yep, That's good right. advice. Thank well, you, Vicki. Just have that go bag for the whole season. Exactly. And, and tell, tell the guys who are doing a great job driving and keeping Smooth. you safe, too. We love that. Uh, the fact is, good news is, this is a fast-moving yeah. system. The bad news is, it has really overperformed. Uh, right now, you can see North Haven uh, in Massachusetts, in Connecticut, 10 and a half inches. Central Park, over five inches of snow. LaGuardia Airport, closing in on nine inches. Normally, you get 10 to one inches of uh, snow. 10 inches of snow to every one inch of, of rain. Well, mm -hmm. this storm has anywhere from 20 to 30 inch, uh, 20 to 30 to 1 ratio. So that's been why it's been promoting, promoting so much storm. Boston, 7 inches of snow. And behind this, bitterly cold conditions. Look at the Arctic wind chills. We're talking it'll be feeling like 4 tomorrow morning in Boston, 7 in Cincinnati, 7 in uh, Buffalo, New York. And during the day tomorrow, temperatures in the low to mid-30s to upper 20s and wind chills about 10 to 15 degrees colder than that. Well, on a snowy morning in the Northeast, wanted to bring you a little sunshine. And of course, our own sunshine, Mr. Kerry Sanders, is down in Southern Florida at the busiest cruise port in the country. It's true, Kerry. The cruise industry is trying to bounce back. And now the CDC says every U.S. cruise ship with passengers also has COVID on board. So can we talk about what these cruise lines are doing to keep people safe? Because I know people who are still going on these cruises. Yeah, you know, it's a real concern when you see those numbers. And when we say every cruise ship in U.S. waters, we're talking about 92 cruise ships with passengers. And then there are some ships that just have crew on. So that brings it up to 110 ships. It's a real problem. And the CDC put out, you know, about a week ago, uh, I'm going to read the exact wording that they said, the chance of getting COVID-19 on a cruise ship is very high, even if you are fully vaccinated and have received 
booster dose, which means that they're saying if you get on a cruise ship, you're likely to be exposed. And a lot of this is moving quickly because of coronavirus and that variant, which is called uh, Omicron. Now, when we look at what the cruise ship industry is doing, they are indeed saying, first of all, you're going to get on the cruise ship, you have to be vaccinated. All the crew have to be vaccinated. Then once to get on, you've got to actually have a test to make sure you're negative. Get on the cruise ship. But then when you're on board, if you begin to experience some sort of symptoms, and this, again, is all because Omicron, in many ways, you might have it and not see symptoms for, the CDC says, for two days, get tested. And if you're tested on board, then you'll be quarantined. But bottom line is the numbers are indeed showing uh, what appears to be the cruise industry heading now once again to a COVID crisis for oh, an industry that really was shut down for so long. Yeah. Yeah, Guys, tough. it's tough. Carrie Sanders, thank you so much. Stay safe, my friend. All right, up next, from shortages to swabbing rapid to PCR, you know there are a lot of questions popping up about COVID testing. The lines are wrapped around buildings all over this country. Dr. Natalie Azar is standing by today to clear some things up for you. And then later, it's not an internship. It's called a returnship. I'm going to introduce you to three women trying out a new trend to break back into the workforce. If you're home for various reasons and you want to hop back into the workplace, we're going to show you how to do it. We'll be right back. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week, the number of COVID cases soared to highs we have not seen during the pandemic. And that's really put a lot of scrutiny and strain on testing. It's Chanel. true. So this morning in our Consumer Confidential, we're trying to focus on the COVID tests out there. We know the lines are long, breaking down the different types and telling you what to do if you just can't find one. So here to help us out, NBC News medical contributor, Dr. Natalie Azar. Dr. Nat, good to see you. Good morning. Too good to see you guys. Hey, so let's get started on this. Folks are trying to get tests since the holidays, so whatever you can get a hold of, I guess, is better than nothing. So help us break down the different type of tests and what exactly each of these tests for. Right. So the the. The, the, the thing that they have in common is that they are both diagnostic tests. We have the PCR and we have the rapid antigen test. And both can be used, as I said, to diagnose COVID-19. But they work in very different ways. The PCR is the most accurate, the most sensitive test. It detects the genetic material of the coronavirus. And so you're going to get very, very few false negatives. The rapid test, on the other hand, as the name implies, has tremendous value because you're getting your results 
rapidly, very quickly, as opposed to the PCR, which can take a couple of days. The rapid tests pick up a protein on the coronavirus that will be detected if, and this is important, if the virus is replicating. And if the virus is replicating, it means it's probably contagious. And so the mm. biggest distinction between the two tests is that while they can both diagnose COVID-19, the rapid test allows you to know whether or not you are contagious. It's a, it's a result in a moment in time, which is why we always say, if you test negative on one day, you might want to repeat because you could turn into a positive. But those are sort of the big, broad similarities and differences. Hey, hey Natalie, if I could just follow up quickly on that. So I had COVID before Christmas. I've tested negatively with a rapid test. But what about the PCR? I hear that I could still test positive on that. Right. And so this is also important at the beginning of infection, in the middle of infection, at the end of infection. We now know that very, very early on after exposure, even before you develop symptoms, your rapid test may not be positive in the beginning when the PCR will be positive mm. because it's so frigging sensitive, it's going to pick up that infection. In the middle of infection, you're going to be positive on your rapid and your PCR. But at the end of infection, what kind of happened to you, Al, is that we're still testing positive on that rapid. Eventually, that's going to become negative. For most people, by, by day 10, it should be negative. But the PCR can remain positive for weeks after you are done with your infection, which is why CDC changed its guidance a long time ago that you don't need a negative PCR to get out of isolation. Again, the PCR is not detecting infectivity, but it's detecting remnant of the virus and it can stay positive for a super long time after you're no longer contagious. Hey, hey Dr. Natalie, what about, what about throat swab tests? Yes. Like when you're checked for strep throat, we've been hearing a lot about those lately with Omicron. How, how are those results different or are they? So this created a lot of buzz this week because what we started seeing circulating on social media is that people were self-swabbing their noses with a rapid and testing negative and swabbing their throats and testing positive. And the question then became, well, is this just an artifact of testing or is this really real? And a lot of experts have weighed in and they have said it is very likely that Omicron is finding its home in the oropharynx, meaning the mouth mm. and the throat before it ends up seeding the nose and the upper airway, what's called the nasopharynx. So it's possible that early on in infection with these rapid tests, we may not be detecting Omicron if we're only swabbing our noses. But this is really important. And the FDA has also acknowledged that there is, might be some limitations with the rapids with Omicron, but they have still advised folks not to do their own throat testing with the available rapids because it wasn't, these tests weren't calibrated to do that. Mm -hmm. They should still use them as instructed, but like with everything with COVID, don't be surprised if we come, if, if this changes and mm -hmm. or new rapids are developed that are meant for the throat, because it certainly is possible that swabbing the cheeks under the tongue and very gently in the back of the throat could be picking up Omicron before you'll pick it up in the nose. But most people are saying, don't do that on your own with the tests that are currently available.
All right. All right. Dr. Azar, thanks so much. Help clear that up for us. We appreciate you it. Bet, you it's guys. a tough have time. A yep, we just have to hang in there, everybody. Yep. All right. When we come back, three women facing a challenge so many can relate to getting back into the workforce. Their creative way they're doing it through something called returnships. We'll talk about that. And then speaking of jobs, he's tried out a few. Mike Rowe is live to tell us about the return of his hit series, Dirty Jobs. Good morning. We'll be right back. Over the past few years, millions of people have left the workforce, the majority of them women. So enter the returnship, a new trend, giving people a chance to get back to work. I sat down with three women who are giving it a try. I'm a wife and I'm a mother of three children. Claudia Galindez quit her job as an IT manager three years ago to focus on family. Amy Shu is a military wife who left her corporate job when her husband was called into service. Arnetta Alexander was let go from her job as a senior account manager, and then her husband's job was relocated to California. Tell me what it was like losing your job due to the pandemic, because you are not alone with that. It was heartbreaking, honestly, because you're told, you, okay, your position is gone, and thinking, oh my goodness, how? My journey started actually with my son. He has dyslexia as well as another learning disability, which pretty much hindered him. So it was a very emotional time for me. Of course, I'm the mother. <laughs> I think when you reach a certain level of perceived success, people do not walk away from their job. That's not what you're supposed to do. I started in the financial um, industry, and I've been doing that for many years in the corporate world. And then I got married to a military service member who got activated. We had to relocate from where we are right now, the tri-state area, to the islands of Hawaii. And we didn't know how long we were going to be there for. All three women worked with Path Forward, a nonprofit which helps to find what's called returnships, mid-career internship programs. Arnetta's job search lasted for a year and a half, and then she found a returnship with Amazon. What were those 18 months like? <laughs> they were long. <laughs> At first you think, oh, okay, this is a little break, so that should be nice. But no, because it wasn't my choice, it wasn't so much of a break to me. Claudia, you are certainly not alone with people whose children, whether it's special needs or whether they just need to take time to be with their kids. How long did you have that span before you went back to work? Once we saw that he was adjusted well and he was making leaps and bounds it was time for me to jump back in it. It was about two and a half years. Did you have some concerns at first about being able to get back into the workforce? Absolutely. A lot of feelings of inadequacy. Let me tell you, the feeling of, uh, can I really do it? Are they really gonna give me a chance? At, you know, imposter syndrome, it's real. <laughs> this summer, Claudia found a returnship with Audible. What did it feel like when you found out that you, with this program, you had a way back in? I jumped on it because it, it was, it, it seemed like a fit. Amy is still searching for the right fit. There's always some kind of concerns in the back burner, especially in IT. Being out for one year is already dated and you have to work so much harder as a woman. There are some people who would believe that it's harder for women to re-enter the workforce than men. Do any of you agree with that? I would probably say yes from a standpoint of thinking that, well, you're probably gonna have to have time off because you're probably the main caregiver of your family at home. 
there are a lot of challenges for women, but I think there are two ways to help. One, to provide the tools that women need to succeed. And two is to educate recruiters and hiring managers. The value women, these women, moms or not, can bring to the workforce. Approximately 75 to 100 companies offer return ships. Arnetta's opportunity turned into a full-time job. Claudia is still in her 18-week program. Tell me how you think your life would be different if you didn't have this program. I would definitely still be searching, that's for sure. So now that you're on the other side of it, what does that tell you about the decision that you made at the time? I had to test my faith. And that was actually something that I kept on telling people was this is my leap of faith. What would you say to a woman who's at home right now? She's intimidated. She feels like there are candidates who are coming up who are younger than she is. You know, what kind of self-talk did you give yourself? My initial career path that I may have thought two years, five years ago, that may just be something different and different plan was set for me. Continue to look online for resources. People want to help you. Be patient on yourself. And just because you get a no doesn't mean that you're inadequate, doesn't mean that you can't. You absolutely can. Oh, I hope someone listening received that this morning. Thank you to Claudia, Arnetta, and Amy for sharing their stories. So if you are interested, these returnships are paid, and it's real work. It's not just entry-level tasks. And the organization Path Forward, listen to this, says 80% of those returnships result in full-time employment. So if it sounds interesting to you, I know a lot of people are looking for work. We've put more information on our website at today.com. Wow, Isn't that fantastic? People, a lot of people could use You know how many people are home for That's all sorts concept. of reasons and then ready to to jump back in. Right, like Craig, he's home right now. <laughs> if you want to jump in, maybe sure. Monday. I'm we'll talking about it. Looks, okay. Looking for a return ship. No, that's right. <laughs> Coming up next, a man who's got a return ship of sorts, Mike Rowe joining us live. <laughs> he's going to tell us why now's the perfect time to bring back fan favorite Dirty Jobs. Then later, a new year means new looks from pearls to Ooh. something called Gorp. Uh, what's hot in this morning's style file? Third hour of today comes right What's back. a gorp, Al? I have no idea. <laughs> no clue. Our next guest has quite the long and interesting resume. Through his series on Discovery, Mike Rowe tried his hand at literally hundreds of dirty jobs. For years, he rolled up his sleeves to celebrate essential employees and unique lines of work. And now, after nearly 10 years since the original run ended, Mike Rowe is back in action, showcasing a new set of hard workers with a brand new season. Oh, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe, good morning to you, sir. Hey, guys. Just when I thought, Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. People love it. <laughs> so here's the thing, Mike. I mean... You know, the series, it starts as an eight-season eight run in 2005. Then there's this limited run in 2020. And you had pretty much said you were done after covering a ton of dirty jobs then. But now you're back. What happened? Well, the truth is, it actually started in 2002 with a segment called Somebody's Got to Do It. Mm -hmm. And it's been on the air literally every day for 20 years. We did go out of production 10 years ago, and I thought it might be a good idea to fire it back up simply because essential work became headline news. Yeah. The, the, you know, the last two years, everybody's talking about work. You know, four and a half million people just quit their jobs last month, as you guys know. So the headlines feel like they caught up to the themes of the show. Mm. Thousands of fans said, look, you know, 
get back out there. Look under the rock. See who's still getting dirty. Yeah. How could I say no? Absolutely. So, so for this new season, uh, you met some folks in Georgia who work in various phases of the jelly ball industry, which I, I, I'd love to hear what that actually is. Uh, a Florida team doing a epoxy installation <laughs> on floors. So what's the common thread for these folks who, who have these jobs? Well, this year, I mean, the show really hasn't changed, Al, to be honest with you. It's still a very honest look at a day's work through the eyes of an apprentice. That's me. Uh, no rehearsals, no actors, no second takes. It's just an honest look at real people doing real work. What's changed is our country. Mm -hmm. um, you'll see this season, so many of the businesses we profile are struggling to hire. Mm -hmm. their, their, their backs are against the wall. That epoxy segment you just put up there is interesting because the whole crew is about 60 years old. They can't find 25-year-olds to come in and get started. Huh. This fish, this uh, fishing operation here, that that's run by a, a Chinese national, a guy named Terry Lee, who came over here years ago, identified a market, and partnered with the Boone family, who's fourth-generation fishermen, and they go out and they bring in these these basketball-sized jellyfish which are actually a food extender. I saw that you, last night. Wow. I watched the episode of it. What did, did I you, saw taste you put it, it in your mouth? What does it taste like? <laughs> it's well, it doesn't taste it doesn't taste good. It doesn't taste like anything. There we go. Really. Ugh. But what happens is if if you take a pound of jellies and combine them with a pound of ground beef, you get 2 pounds of ground beef. So I don't want to overstate it, but we just might have cured world hunger on this season at Dirty Chop. All right. Okay. Is it true? So you, like you mentioned this, you walk in knowing, you know, not a lot, right? You, do you like doing that, showing up and kind of just being open to whatever they tell you to do? In a lot of ways, it's kind of the opposite of what you guys do. You know, I mean, I've not done a really. lot of different <laughs> types of TV and my only real job on Dirty Jobs is to try and to pay an honest tribute to these workers you can't do a second take. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's sure. that that's called a performance. Yeah, right. You're right. So we show the viewer a no kidding, totally transparent look at the day that I had. And I think that's the other reason they agreed to bring the show back. Mm -hmm. There's just not much out there that's that blisteringly honest. Yeah. And it's eye opening. There yeah, are things right. that I didn't even realize are right. helping to make Mike. the world go around. Yep. We're trying. Mike Rowe, uh, Thank you, sir. Thank you for celebrating uh, labor in such a unique way mm -hmm. in our country. Dirty Jobs. It airs Sundays at 8 p.m. on Discovery and streaming on Discovery+. Plus. All right. Coming up next, pearls are back in 2022. And that is not all. We are, we're going to run down some of the biggest fashion trends in our style file for men and women. And then later, get in the spirit for dry January with some delicious mocktails that everybody can enjoy all month long. Yum. We'll be right back. In this morning's Style File, a first look at the hottest trends of the new year for both men and women. And here to show us what's in style, we've got our style expert, Melissa Garcia. Hey, Melissa, scan the QR code on your screen to check out all of these looks. So, Melissa, let's let's start off. Uh, it, it's it's for men. It's called Gorpcore. What what is that? And and how do you pull this look off? Yes, good morning. So good to be with you guys. And I love that we're starting with the guys today. Yeah. So you're too. gonna love this, right? So Gorpcore, so much talk about this. So it stands for G-O-R-P, good old raisins and peanuts. So essentially it's like 
Think of a guy hiking with his backpack, eating some raisins and peanuts. It's like that uh, feel and vibe, but okay. translated onto the city streets. Okay. Okay. So here we have. This is my husband, Dave. I, was just I love what I say. I was scared to say it because I was like, "What if I'm wrong?" <laughs> I love recruit the family, right? So yeah. he's basically rocking this outfit. So think it's all about layering and volume and earth tones and flannels. So we have him in a great flannel here. We paired mm -hmm. it with a corduroy jogger, which again has that outdoorsy oh. feel. And then we layered on that great olive green jacket from Nordstrom's under $100. And then it really just translates that like hiker gork core feel, but in a more wearable way for your everyday. I really like it. Yeah. Okay, so for this next one, I have to tell you, full disclosure, there have been several mornings, even just this week, where I'll take out my pearls and I'm just like, I don't know how to wear them anymore. Like, but apparently they're back, right? They're totally back and pull them out. I feel like I've seen them all on Sex in the City. They're all wearing their pearls again. All right, I'm gonna throw them so next I week. love this. Yeah, I love this. And now we're seeing it translated into clothing as well. So Ooh. here we have Grace and she's wearing this great sweater. This happens to be cashmere, so it's a little bit more expensive from Macy's, but you can easily wear this on something less expensive, like a sweatshirt too. And if you really want it to pop, wear it on a darker color like mm. we see here. So the pearls really pop, so beautiful, elevates anything that you wear it with, regal. And this one, again, it's on a sweatshirt, but we've seen it, like you said, Chanel, it's been on tons of jewelry we're seeing on accessories as well. So there's so many different ways you can incorporate pearls and it has a name, it's called Pearl Core. Has its own name okay. season. You guys uh, will so, see it next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Melissa, you say uh, uh, there are a lot of fringe benefits with this uh, next look. <laughs> Yeah, so fringe is one of those trends I feel like we saw in the 80s and the 90s. It always comes back around, and we're seeing it again now. It was on, like, every major runway. We mm -hmm. saw it on the Chloe, Balmain, Dior, and here we have it on Jen. Now, she's wearing it in this adorable skirt from Vici, under $70, and what, so cute, little shimmy. <laughs> but what I love about this is that it really makes a statement. Now, if it's a little bit overwhelming for you, a great tip would be is to stick to more neutral colors. So stick to your blacks, your whites, your grays, your beiges to really make it a little bit more wearable. It's really cute. All right. So finally, for young girls, what do you think they'll like this year? Okay, so Chanel, I know you have yes. your daughter. My, I think the most important thing for kids, they want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the first part. So here, this is Harlow, my daughter. So recruited cute. the whole family. <laughs> so this is great because it's all about comfort and being cozy this season. So we're seeing mushy fabrics, the Sherpas, the flannels, the faux furs. Here she's wearing this great oversized Sherpa. This is from Gap. This is great because you just throw it on almost anything that you wear. She has this great flannel, super cozy. And then I like the idea of balancing it out with black leggings. So I think black leggings are basic, but I'm telling you, my daughter, I think that's like what she wears every single totally. day is black leggings every day and these are happen to be one of her favorites they sold out on TikTok like a million different times it was trending these are from Aerie and as you saw they have the little pocket on the side mm -hmm. so she can keep her phone or like a little bit of money just in case whatever she needs in her little pockets no one knows super comfortable and cozy That's and adorable Melissa yeah. how old is she just to give us some perspective She's 11. 11. Okay. Okay. Kind yep. of a gorp look there, uh, Melissa. <laughs> right. uh, there, so so we, you've showed us some of these trends that we're looking at for this year coming up. But what do you think is the most important part when it comes to fashion and style going forward? Yeah, so, I mean, listen, trends are great and they're fun, but I always tell women and men alike, really just wear what makes you feel confident and great. You know, I mean, if a trend doesn't work for you, don't do it. Yeah. 
That's good advice. Yep. You're always so fantastic. And we like the top you're wearing today as well. Thank Aww. you, Melissa. Thank you. Miss you guys. Miss good to you see too. you. Yeah. And to shop all of the products you just watched there, you can head to today.com slash shop. Well, coming up next, proof that dry January doesn't have to be boring. We're going to share some drinks that pack serious flavor and zero alcohol. Hey, and next week, we're catching up with a guy who catches everything. Legendary NFL receiver Jerry Rice, live. Third hour today, we'll be right back. Nice. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We are back with Start Today and a trend that's growing in popularity, dry January, giving up alcohol for one month. Mm -hmm. So according to a survey by YouGov, nearly one in seven of us did this last year. So this year, Craig and I are going to give it a try. All right. So we called on Maureen Petrosky, lifestyle expert and author of Zero Proof Drinks and More for her drink suggestions because you can still have some fun. Good sure. morning to you, Maureen. Good morning. I love that you guys are doing dry January. You know, I'm going to tell you that if you stock up on delicious drinks, you can do this trend all year long. So before we get to some of your suggestions, let's talk about this, Craig and Al. First of all, you, Craig, what are you hoping to get from this dry January? Now, you can't try to make up for it on February 2nd. Well, I, I, I'll probably wait until the 3rd or 4th. But no, seriously, I, a little bit more energy. And I've been doing it for a few days now, and I already feel lighter. Like, I okay. feel lighter. Yeah, I, I had, look, to be honest, I actually started dry November. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of slingshot into this, and I heard Craig was doing like this, because I just was not feeling great. You yeah. know, you just, you're drinking a little bit too much, you don't wake up great. So I just figured, let's just yep. get this done and, and do it with my pal. So, so Maureen, let, let's start with some ready-to-drink beverages. And how does this make them different than one of those sugary kitty cocktails? Exactly. Right, that's the, that's the problem. When you take away the alcohol, often it is substituted by sugar. Oh, do you hear my dog there? Yeah, yep. he agrees. He agrees, yes. <laughs> so far, in the ready-to-drink category, I'm going to start with the mingle. So this is fruity, and it has really flavors that you're used to, like Cosmos and Mojitos. But the great thing is they're only 60 calories, so there isn't all that sugar there. They're perfect for something light and refreshing. Uh, other than that, if you want to switch from fruity, I love something bitter and bold. And I would go here to the Bitter Housewife. This is definitely different than any ready-to-drink you've ever tasted before. Okay. So ready-to-drink just means that you can pick it up, grab it, and pour it, and have a drink or a cocktail. So we've got the bold and bitter, and we've got the nice and light and fruity and refreshing. And now we've got the curious. 
This next ready to drink is the Curious Elixirs. And these are very thoughtfully crafted cocktails without any alcohol. They are coming flavors like pomegranate Negroni, and this one, the number five, which is a dark chocolate, smoky old fashioned. So oh. if you like something like that, these are perfectly sippable. Okay. Next up is the beer and wine category. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried a non-alcoholic beer before, but they have not been that delicious until now. In the Athletic Brewing Company makes delicious beers, everything from, I'm gonna crack one open here for you, from IPAs to dark beers, to even cervezas for your micheladas. You can see this has a big, beautiful head on it yeah. like you'd want in any beer. It smells amazing. I had the dark one last night for a treat for myself. So if you're a beer drinker, that's perfect for you. And Chanel, I know you love a little bit of wine. I do. So here I've got a bubbly. And Al, I saw you were dabbling in these on Instagram a little bit. This is an alcohol-removed freshenette. This comes in a rosé and a brute. So it's perfect for clinking to any occasion. And, and, and Maureen, Maureen I, noticed you've got, I noticed you've got some... Uh, some non-alcoholic spirits there. I'm a big fan of what some of the stuff you've got there, the Liar and the uh, Kentucky 74. Me too, Al. I'm so glad to hear you say that. And this is fun. Now that you guys are doing this together, this is perfect for toasting with friends. But like I said, if you build your zero-proof bar, you can have these drinks all year long. The Liars, as you mentioned, has an alcohol replacement for anything that you would be wanting to replace on your bar. And my new favorite are their tequilas. Oh. Tequila is a huge category in the spirits space, and now there's non-alcoholic tequilas to replace those. There's the Reserva and the Blanco. You can make all your favorite cocktails from Palomas to Margaritas and even the Aperol Spritz. What is it, really quickly? What are we drinking? So this here is a Paloma. And that has got that grapefruit juice and the tequila in it. And then this is an Aperol Spritz here. So instead of the Aperol Spritz, the Liars Italian Spritz is what you're using. And then we mentioned the Spiritless 74, Kentucky. This is the bourbon. I know you had a testy morning this morning, Craig, but for bourbon drinkers like you, this is a perfect bourbon replacement. Simply pour it over an ice cube. You can have an orange wedge there for an old fashioned. This is a women owned, bourbon replacement company, you won't curious. miss a thing. If you could I'm smell curious. these, yeah. you would be so surprised to smell that this smells smoky and delicious and interesting. It's like those caramel and vanilla notes like any other bourbon. Wow. It's, it's really Maureen, good can stuff. you just walk, into a, just walk into a regular liquor store and, and get most of that stuff? Yes, a lot of the liquor stores, depending on your state, carry these. The easiest way to get whatever you want is probably online. Then you don't have to leave, especially if you're in those snowy areas. You can have them delivered right to your door. There you go. But alcohol replacements are often available in grocery stores as well. So and they can <laughs> ship them all over because they're not out there. Oh, that's true. So they that's a nice gift. Maureen, thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Maureen. And to check out Thanks a couple of Maureen's me. favorite recipes, that's what you need, right? For dry January or any time of the year, you can head to today.com. Slash food. Good stuff. We'll be right back. And next week on the third hour of today, we're catching up with Olympic figure skating star Tara Lipinski. I love it. Craig, do you have a monitor? Because <laughs> this is quite delightful. You're I your head's so yeah, big. Yeah. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, <laughs> how to live the life you love at any age. We love it. Craig's ego finally ah, ma matches the size of his it. head. <laughs> Look at that. It's perfect. <laughs> we'll see you. Have a great weekend. 
The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.